we were doing well. Um, some of the numbers that came disclosed private companies. So I'm not allowed to disclose that. Um, but, but we're doing well. That's not helpful. <laughs> you are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We got to grow faster, minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Jose Caldera. He's a product manager with more than 25 years of building enterprise product uh, experience for digital identities, detecting and preventing uh, financial crime, payment security, network security, and application security. He's an entrepreneur at heart, now building a trusted digital identity company at Accuant.com. Jose, you ready to take us to the top? All righty. All right. Identity space is super hot. Help me understand. What do you guys do? So we create software that allows companies to uh, assess the risk of dealing with different identities uh, online and on-premise. And so are you selling mainly to large enterprises or is this a small business sort of play? Um, All over, actually. We have tons of customers that are in the SMB space, but we have our most obviously profitable comes from the enterprise. Mm -hmm. When did you launch the business? So Icon has been in business for a long time, over 10, 15 years. Uh, We, along the line, we acquired different businesses. I actually came from an acquisition uh, through a company called Identity Mind uh, about a year and a half ago. Um, So it's it's been a while. Uh, Started in in Israel a long time ago and uh, a lot of uh, experience in border security and uh, very fine and validating documents from all now to all the way to online. Mm-hmm. And how many, on, on average, what are these customers paying per month? It sounds like you have a big range. It's a big range. So it depends on the product. We have a very broad portfolio given all the different ways that you can do uh, online verification of identities and, and how you apply then that to, say, fraud prevention or financial crime, crime prevention or anti-money laundering and so forth. So it really depends um, on 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 the client and the services. We have services that apply to very small companies and we have services that apply to very large companies. Uh, and when you look at to- 2020 total revenue, what percent was pure SaaS versus uh, services revenue? Oh, it's uh, mostly SaaS. I would say you know, somewhere around 60 70% is, is SaaS business. Mm-hmm. And then 30% services. Yeah, yeah, yep. more or less. And on-premise, on-premise solutions, right? Oh, I see. Okay, great. So there's yeah. on-prem play here. Now, yeah. talk to me. So averages are dangerous, but let me ask you a different question. What's the most common price point folks are paying you? 
again, it, it really depends on the on the client and on the service. Um, you know, it, a small a small fintech, for example, could go from I don't know um, ten to fifteen thousand dollars a year, right? Yep. And a large enterprise could be multi million dollars. Yep. So okay. it's, it's really depends on the services. But you don't. But there's no sweets. I mean, if you look at all your customers and then you count mm -hmm. the number, like the numbers, there must be some sweet spot price point. Um, tough to say. Again, I, I think it, it really depends on the application. It, it's a very broad portfolio, and uh, we don't have specifically, I would say, a much larger concentration on a particular vertical on a particular uh, market. Um. It's difficult to answer that question again because of, of the size of the businesses. I think perhaps a better way of thinking about it is how much it costs to validate an identity, right? And and I think that in general, when you look at it from that perspective, uh, we probably are talking, depending on the on the sort of the tolerance of, of risk of the use case, we probably are talking about, you know, somewhere between a dollar per user to if you go all the way to transaction monitoring and so forth over time, you're probably talking about two and a half dollars per user or three dollars, depending on, on the use case. Yeah, per per validation. Per validation, yeah. Per per user, I would say I would say per user, right? Um, what's sorry, again, I don't understand what's the difference between a validation and a per and a user. Well, so, so if if you say that you're onboarding that you're signing up for your credit card, right? That is an onboarding situation and that would be one transaction associated with it. However, over the life of that user in that bank, if you're doing monitoring of that identity and behaviors over time, then that would be the same user. You're just, just monitoring the behaviors of that user over time if you needed to, right? So the bank would be paying you something like $2 for my account if they're monitoring me over time. Yeah, that's, that's about right. That's about I right. See. So, and that would include the cost of the onboarding, but also the cost of monitoring that user through transaction monitoring over time. Okay, let's talk about growth of the business. Where are you getting customers today? What what are the main channels? Um, so we are very uh, so we have a, a very large partner um, revenue size, right? And and we're talking very large partners that take an OEM our technology, and then they sell it all over the world. Um, and, and and that is a very substantial part of our business um, in in terms of how we sell through through partners. Then there is the direct channel um, where we go directly to the customer and uh, it, it depends there it depends on, on what applications and what services we're selling um, so in general for example if we're talking uh, time money laundering transaction monitoring prime time money laundering we usually go direct um, and but if we are selling our document verification and biometrics and um, ident digital identities concepts those are better sold through our channel, through our larger partners mm -hmm. in general, right? And okay. not, not, not in the specifics, but yeah. You know. And so using these tactics, how many customers are you now serving today? Uh, so sometimes it's hard because, because we OEM the technology. So the, our partners may have thousands of customers. So the way we look at it, we look at it in in in, in the, the amount of identities that we that we solve on yep. a on a on a on a yearly basis, and we're talking in the hundreds of millions of identities um, that that we pass. Roughly, probably somewhere between that that we count because there are either direct partners or direct customers. You know, somewhere between I don't know seven hundred maybe yep. around that. And what did you finish twenty twenty with in terms of total identities verified? 
You know, uh, distinct identities, I, I don't, I actually don't know the, the details, but I, if, if I were to guess, we're talking into the billions mm-hmm. of identities, mm-hmm. right? And is that, so if a bank is monitoring me once per month, that just still counts as one of the billion that you manage, monitor? Correct, correct. And, and this is worldwide, right? This is, this, is, this is not just North America or Europe or... I mean, yeah. so true or false, there's only seven or eight billion people in the world. If you're managing right. and verifying a billion of them, I mean, you have all, you know, more than 10% coverage of the entire earth based off users being tracked. It, at, at any given point in time, yes, um, there is the... the so I, I guess I should say that if you are bank A and you do Jose, right, in terms of authentication and then you go to bank B and then you also authenticate Jose, that counts as two, right? It's just mm-hmm. that on a per client basis. So it's not quite a billion unique. It would be more about there's some overlap, obviously, right? Because mm-hmm. I do business with, you know, Bank of America and Wells Fargo and whatever other fintechs in the world there are. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned again, a, a, you know, the minimum was a sort of a dollar to validate identity. You just said a billion last year. I don't think you did a billion in revenue last year. So where's my math wrong? Oh, that's a good point. It's actually a very good point. It depends uh, of, uh, of how you contract. And obviously when you have and do a lot of volume, the price for identity verification goes lower, right? And the price that we give sometimes to our partners is much lower than the part that the, that the cost that we would go directly, right? Because they are putting money on top of that, right? On on, on those, so 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 it you know good point in, in in say in saying that I think that that's about the cost of the market to do the type of to use the type of technology validation that we do for our customers. Mm-hmm. Now, not as I said, not all the for example, transaction monitoring, right? It's a very different cost center than than what a user validation and verification is. So, so there is there is some checks and balances in terms of how you you know you you put down the monetization on a per identity basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so let's go back and set, instead of talking about per identity model, let's go back and talk about seven hundred customers. Right. If you, you know, 700 customers, right, at a minimum of sort of what you said, ARPU would be monthly ARPU, let's say it's $1,500 or $2,000 per month. I mean, that puts you at like, a, you know, $1.4, $1.5 million per month in revenue. Is that more, more in line with what you actually are? Um, we were doing well. Um, some of the numbers I can disclose, private companies, so I'm not allowed to disclose that. Um, but, but we're doing well. That's not helpful. <laughs> it isn't, but it, it's something I can talk in details about. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk to me about the team. How many folks total? Uh, about one, 180. Okay. And how many engineers? Uh, about 80. Okay. Okay. So you are, I mean, this is a tech, this is a hardcore tech product with that much of oh, your yeah. team being engineering. Yes. Yes. How many, how, now, do you guys employ a sales strategy that requires quota carrying reps or is it really the OEM strategy? It's both. Um, and so, so we do have sales with, uh, you know, the carrier quota. Um, and we have how many, how many carrier quota? Oh, I would say about two thirds, even, even the ones that work with partners, two thirds um, of what? Two thirds of our sales force probably carry a quota. Yeah. But I don't know um, what, what your sales force is. Uh, probably about 40 people. Got total. it. Okay. Got yeah. it. So you've got it. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And, 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 you know, managing a sales team, especially in really what this is, I, I believe is probably a DevOps tool. I imagine you're selling to CTOs to, to some degree. 
uh, what, um, like, how are they selling bottoms up or top down? Um, good question. I would say that, that, that the, the, the stakeholders that we sell into is, is more diverse than just the CTOs, right? Um, the, the application of, of digital identities and the application of, of monitoring really has a broad use case set. Um, so, so the stakeholders can change and, and the owners of the budget, if you will, can change depending on the organization. There's a lot of operating budget that, that doesn't usually assign the CTO more to the either the CIO or the finance department sometimes, depending on the, on the, on the type of application. Um, I understand. So yeah. what, what about funding history? Have you guys bootstrapped the company or raised? So we are, uh, we're private owned uh, by a P firm uh, at this point. Wh which was, one? Um, Audix. Audi okay. And that would happen in 2018, I believe, right? Correct. Correct. Yep. The, um, that Apple, uh, couple of years ago um a little i thought it was uh well it could be um yeah so before that obviously that there was different races and different stuff but um but as of 2018 is, is owned by audix mm -hmm. and what did i mean why did you get involved right i mean it sounds like you had did you found a company that that they bought that acumen bought um yeah it was one of the co-founders of identity mind um, Identimine was uh, founded in 2010. We went really to market in 13. And then we became part of the Akin family at, uh, <clears throat> at the summer of uh, the year before, so 2018. Mm -hmm. Did your investors make money on the deal? Well, you know. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not moving to Zahidi anytime soon. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, you guys raised what, 20, 21 million identity mind? Yeah, thereabouts. Yeah. What, what I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't sort of exit, you know, unless there was something about your vision that just you believed and then it like didn't happen. Right. So like what, what happened at any mind where you said, you know what, the best deal is to go ahead and join this larger company. I think we have a lot of synergies with Accurant and the way that we, we collectively think about what we call trusted digital identities. Eventually, and, and one of the, the reasons why we put together Identity Mind was to, uh, is because of understanding that, that in order for you to do business, you have to understand who you're doing business with and whether, whether it's safe for you to do business with that, mm -hmm. whoever that individual is. So the premise of Identity Mind in, in creating identities was really to solve that problem. And, and, and you know, it, I think it's a, it's a vision in my mind, rather than something that 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 you that you can achieve very quickly, right? And I think we still have a lot of work to do to get to that vision and attain that. So when when we started working with Accent, um, it, it was very clear there was a very uh, we we were very much um, in the same vein as to how do you build in a platform that allows you to do that. So. Uh, are we finished with that? No, we have a lot of work to do, and, and market has a lot of work to do. But so it's it, we're still we're still working on this. You can't disclose the actual sales price, obviously, but whatever the total deal size was, what percent of that was uh, you know incentivizing you and the team with stock in Accuant? Um, I can't disclose any of the details, obviously, um, but uh, the you know it, it, it was it was it was good for us. It was a good incentive to continue to work with. Uh, 
both the Acumen team and the Audix team are fantastic to work with. So I think um, I think we are all continue. Most of us continue to be heavily invested in the ideas and and the pursuit of what we want. We believe that we need to build to to facilitate uh, safety in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Where does your earnout end? My my earnout? Yeah. You're going to leave in 13 months, aren't you? <laughs> no, uh, 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 I'm not very passionate about what we're building, and uh, um, and uh, we have we have work to do. Yeah, talk to me about um, the. But before we wrap up here, um, expansion revenue opportunities. Like you know, owning this sort of relationship by identity management, there's usually a lot of ways you can upsell additional products in the future. What does your expansion revenue look like year over year, just from upsells to historical customers? Um, it's, it's pretty open. I mean, it's, it's pretty large. Um, we, we have consistently been able to, to continue to penetrate use cases within our client base. So, you know, if you think about a bank, for example, or, uh, that, that you go and say, okay, I, I, I'm going to do the, the validity information or, or the document verification and the biometrics of a, of a particular user, right. When they're opening their bank account, right. So, but then you have uh, you have credit cards, you have loans, you have other things, right? And then you have yeah, Jose. Uh, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but we're out of time. I know the opportunity is big. I'm just asking: right. Are you capitalizing on it yet? So, was your net revenue oh, retention yeah. over the past yeah. 12 months greater than 110 percent? The growth of the net business? net revenue retention. So, the ability to upsell historical customers, net revenue retention greater than 110 percent. Um. I don't know if it's greater, but but certainly most customers have continued to buy from us. Was it I don't know was it greater than I mean was it greater than hundred percent? If your churn's more than your expansion, you're going to have obviously not not a good churn profile. We have a very small churn, very small churn. Okay, so does the expansion revenue and the upsells more than make up the gap of the churned revenue? Is what I'm oh, asking. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Got absolutely. it. So you're above hundred percent net revenue retention. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I see. I see. Very cool. Okay. Uh, let's, uh, last question here in terms of growth, obviously you're owned by private equity firm. I mean, what are you targeting year over year in terms of revenue growth? Percentage wise is fine. Uh, percentage wise. I, I think we're looking somewhere between 40 and 50. Percent. Got it. So you think you can break 40 million bucks in AR this year? It's a good year. I'm sure it's going to be a great year. I take 180 employees. You know, when I look at Jumio and others in the identity management space, the average revenue per employee is about 120 grand. And 120 grand times 180 customers puts you at a $24 million run rate today. Uh, maybe it's a little low. We'll see. But listen, I hope you hit your 50% mark, and I appreciate you coming on. All righty. I appreciate it. All right, Jose. It as well. All Take right. Care. Thank you, Nate. Bye.